one of our highlights of every week, and I know we one of it. yours as well. Uh, we get so many comments, so many inbox messages, and so many things about this segment where you get the opportunity to look at the news cycle uh, by going through the Twitter feed of a professional news producer. Yeah, legitimate, she's a pro. Legit, legit, uh, former Fox News, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, and currently the producer for The Absolute Truth, not Partial Truth, The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson, the one, the only, Brown and Morello. Yay! Dave and Stacey, always a pleasure to be with you. Oh my gosh, we're so much looking forward to this. We were going through your tweets, and I have to say, we had to narrow them down. And oh. every time that we would get rid of, rid of one, we were both like, "Oh man, are you every sure?" Every one, we're like, "Oh, it's almost like telling your kids, lining them up." I'm sorry, one of you's got to go. <laughs> we don't have space. It's like they're all so good. Um, for those of you uh, that are just kind of new to this space, um, she has found a way to meander her way through the Twitter sphere, even pre Elon, pre free speech, and. Um, Kind of stay as a as a kind of hair in the soup for the left over there when it was just a leftist echo chamber, and uh, it has been a great thing because I think a lot of truth bombs that she drops, a lot of angles that yep. she takes, and and she does it speaking she speaks both English and fluent sarcasm, and it it helps people to receive the truth, and she's now up to over one hundred and eleven. Thousand point and you all know how much followers. I love that number. We already declared Deuteronomy one eleven overheard thousand times more friends, a thousand times more funds, a thousand times more favor, a thousand times more fun. In the name of Jesus Christ, we receive Deuteronomy one eleven over Brianna. Woo! So one hundred eleven thousand four hundred some. So hopefully, hopefully by next week you're going to be like maybe a buck twenty something like yes. that and keep keep moving up. But um, she's worth going to Twitter and checking it out. You can go to briannamorello.com as well, and it'll take you directly to her Twitter feed, which kicks you into her Substack. Yes, which we are our life. What's what, what's an honorary lifetime members of or something like that? We did the the full mega deal. So Thank you guys. We're, yeah. we're, we're lifetime honorary members of the Brown Morello Substack, which is which is incredible information. Fire. Fire. Fire Thank fire. you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah, we, we put uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but there was definitely a, a news article that I posted up today. I guess it's more like a blog I would say news, but uh, yeah, and it was definitely, you know, calling out our friends at the Washington Post, of course. Well, they need to be yep. called out. So let's just start there right out of the gate. Rest in peace, Washington, uh, to the liberal hacks at the Washington Post. Woo. Um, let's talk about this and have you kind of break down what led to it. We got a few other, you had a few other tweets around this topic, but let's talk about your Substack a little bit and, and kind of where you were going with that. Yeah, so uh, earlier this week, the Washington Post did announce that they had lost 500,000 subscribers this year, which is no surprise because nobody's interested in the content that they're trying to sell. Uh, and so they're going to have to do layoffs. And uh, there was a video that was posted online of the Washington Post employees reacting to that. Mm-hmm. And they were very, mm-hmm. very upset. Um, they were kind of like yelling at their town hall meeting and kind of screaming out that they wanted some kind of clarification because now they're all nervous they're going to lose their jobs. And, and rightfully so. I mean, they, they have not done their uh, part in providing ethical journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the article, I do cite an example where um, Emerald Robinson was targeted by the Washington Post, and they didn't even bother to reach out for comment or even to vet what they were referring to as like an actual uh, Telegram account that was run by Emerald, they were saying. Uh, it's a QAnon a Twitter account. Emerald said several times it's not her. She's even tried getting lawyers involved with them to pull it down from the, the, the website. They won't remove it, which which to me screams that it's probably being run by the federal government and looking to yeah. manipulate yep. um, those who, who would think there are QAnon followers or bring in more QAnon followers and try to push them to do things, you know, like we saw with Governor Gretchen Whitmer and, and all these other things. But... Um, 
the Washington Post ran it as if it was a factual Emerald Robinson Telegram account. And they called her conspiracy theorist in that write-up. Uh, immediately, once I saw it, once Emerald saw it, because Emerald uh, got it before I did, she forwarded it to me, their story. And I immediately responded to an email to their communications director. I, I emailed them directly, pretty much letting them know that they did not reach out for comment, that they published something that was completely inaccurate. Um, all of us are easily accessible. My DMs are wide open if they wanted to reach out to me and vet it through me first. Uh, Emerald's pretty mm-hmm. accessible as well. Um, they chose not to. I rip them a new one for doing this. Uh, they respond back by saying the correction has been made. Um, and then I remind them that, hey, listen, like this is basics in journalism school because I went to school for media communications. It's literally first year in school. This is what they teach you to reach out for, com- for publishing a, a story because you could be in legal trouble. Uh, if you publish something that's false, uh, and they did not do so. So I offer them my services to lecture those who work at the Washington Post uh, <laughs> and to teach them what journalism actually is for a small fee. So, so they did not respond awesome. to that. Yes, Love it. deserves the air horn. It's that nice does. you did it both in English and fluent sarcasm. Yeah, so that, perfect. That they, that they can get it. I want to, I want to show you another tweet that was out. Um, Christina Pouchard, uh said this. Um, I don't feel sorry for anyone who gets laid off from a newspaper that is still pushing real lockdowns have never been tried in December of 2022. That's and and uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a clip from from uh, their their paper down below. But they're basically um, saying it's never been done in a Wuhan style oh, of lockdowns. Like we scary. need more China-like yeah. lockdowns. We would be past COVID if we just had more government authority and we did a stronger lockdown. Like our problem is we've never done real lockdowns. <laughs> Um, and it's not like we never done real socialism. It's never really been tried. You know, it's that same kind yeah. of same kind of mindset. But you hit this from a few other angles on a couple of other uh, uh, tweets there, and and uh, we'll kind of roll through those. But you you kind of dropped some fire on on uh, on Taylor. Yeah, uh, here's my suggestion: if the Washington Post is looking to start getting rid of people. Uh, my first suggestion, I think that'd be widely supported amongst conservatives, were to be tossed Taylor Lorenz. Everyone yep. knows Taylor's a bully. I mean, mm-hmm. we all know that she's a bully. She's not a very nice person. She has intentionally gone after people who just didn't want to be known. They were running anonymous Twitter accounts like lives on TikTok. Yep. And she showed up at their, their relatives' doors, knocking on her door, uh, docked her first and last name. Um, and, and it was disgusting behavior, but it happens all the time with this woman. I blocked her on Twitter because, and I rarely block people, but I blocked her because I don't want her seeing any of my things. Um, right. She's a bully. And, and she would go up to people like in my family who want, don't see, I, I, I didn't be politically, but she would target mm-hmm. them too, just because they're related to me. Um, so, so I wouldn't even want to subject them to that. Well, the, so I think it's just important just to block her so she doesn't see any of my content. That's the, really the hypocrisy good. of her is deep. Um, we got another tweet here, Greg Price. Um, he, he said this, and I, I think this went around quite a bit, but he said, Taylor Lorenz grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, went to a $90,000 Swiss boarding school, uh, once published the home address of the the, I remember the, that. the content creator of Libs of TikTok, and works for a newspaper that's owned by the second richest man in the world. And uh, basically, yeah. she goes after uh, Barry... Uh, uh, what's her last name? Is it Weiss? Weiss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she, she's she's talking about her and says, notable what gets framed as buzzy media startup. If you start off rich, have a rich spouse, rich friends, don't follow journalistic ethical rules and focus your content solely on serving the interests of extremely powerful rich people, you can go far. Like, <laughs> yeah. like hello, hello, pot, here's a kettle. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 
Yeah, her self-awareness level is just flat out zero. But this is the good thing, right? So we're seeing like CNN, MSNBC, uh, New York Times, now the Washington Post is going to have to do layoffs. These individuals who have been doing all these hit pieces and have been malicious all these years because they had a big name like the Washington Post backing them are going to be forced to either go to a small town newspaper or they're going to be forced to do, do independent journalism. And there's going to be a harsh reality when they go to the independent journalism world where no one's going to subscribe to them because they weren't subscribing to them when they were with the Washington Post. So now they're really not going to subscribe to them. Um, so they're going to have to take up new new you know, career paths. And I think uh, it's only right if they all start learning how to code. Man, <laughs> that is so good. That is so true. That is true. Right, especially so when, they, when, they, when they actually have to create in, in, a, in a fair market where they have to create valuable content that people think that there's a, a vacuum without. Yeah. Like I'm willing yeah. to subscribe to a Substack. I'm willing to go get like that's that's where the market has shifted. Yep. And uh they're not they're not coming by there for their their cafeteria level food when they can get stuff with real nutrients. And in, not when there's so so much independent journalism and all of that going on nowadays. You know, it's like I don't need that yep. that person you have to anymore. Greg, I need that Green, uh, uh, Greenwald and you know uh, there's this you know Emerald Robinson. There's so many people that are creating content out there that that competes against yeah. other content it sort of narrows out what's valuable and what's not so you know true. coming from the wapo and new york yep. times so true yeah all right you yeah. want to move on to fbi and james baker and twitter let's do that the corporate media is downplaying corrupt ex-fbi lawyer james baker's role at twitter james baker successfully infiltrated a private company and pushed whatever worked best for his former employer the corporate media is downplaying uh, baker's role because it's happening there too man yeah. that is a great point thank you well you know so here's here's where i came with this so we're watching all these corporate media outlets saying that the twitter files is a nothing burger and there's nothing there to really see they're downplaying it for the audience so their audience doesn't look and so their audience doesn't pay attention but there's a thousand james bakers in the world um we know that i work in media we've been on calls with with you know, editorial calls, as we call them, the morning calls. And there's always someone who's like a news director or has some high up authority to, to figure out what content goes to air. And they always say things that's extremely questionable. Like if you know your audience, you know, your audience isn't going to like this. And it's always, it's always, you know, one outlet that I did work for, they did specifically on one of the calls, want us to push a Democrat uh, campaign video. And it, they didn't want it to be like negative. Like we were speaking about them negatively. Um, and we all stood on the call and mute, like, what? Um, and this happens in media all the time. Uh, another prime example of this, and yet this hasn't been proven, it's going to, I hope it is one day proven, but if you recall Project Veritas, where uh, they released that video about ABC News halting the mm -hmm. Jeffrey Epstein story, mm -hmm. uh, and that ABC News reporter didn't understand at the time why her story was not yeah. allowed to be She's released. frustrated. We've had this two years ago. We had yep. it all right there. Yeah, she was really frustrated. She was enraged, yeah, yep. and rightfully so. Um, I, I'm strongly in the belief that the reason why her story didn't go public is there had to have been some government official involved who was yep. halting that from coming out because ultimately there is there is no reason for it to come out but we all know that the politicians that were tied to him uh and, and the plea deal that he did receive uh 
nobody wanted that to come out. And so they tried their best to bury it and, and fortunately came out through other, through other means. But yeah, I mean, it was a great reporting by Project Veritas, but it goes to show that there, there has to be some type of reasoning for this. And Lara Logan's a prime example of who you could speak to on this subject if you really want to go in depth, because we've talked to her mm-hmm. about it previously too, her experience, because she's been around for quite some time now doing great work. Um, but, but she's experienced this too. Uh, Cheryl Atkinson, if you recall, uh, her mm-hmm. husband, and she spoke about this, and I think it was the Judiciary Committee hearings, uh, spoke openly about how uh, one of the federal agencies tried uh, putting child pornography on her husband's computer. Um, these people are horrible people, and I don't know how they sleep at night knowing that they're putting innocent Americans at yeah. risk, yeah. Um, and they're destroying our country. But they're doing so, and they're doing so without any regret or remorse. Well, when you see, Sad. it feels to me like there's there's you know members of the, of the FBI and the CIA at, the, at key positions of every level of influence at Harvard University, at at the media outlets, at at, mm-hmm. at social media companies, at tech companies, and when you see you know James Baker who w- had his thumbprints all over the Russia, Russia, Russia story. Yeah. And everything that was allowed to happen there. And we've all seen the text message communication between he and, and Sussman, mm-hmm. you know, Clinton, uh, Clinton attorney, where they're like, hey, I, I got a story for you. And, you know, they were working together hand in hand to promote one political party. And then he gets pushed out there and then goes to work at Twitter. And it's like, yeah. you know, it, it's it's baffling. So the FBI is clearly trying to drive the country yep. one direction and you hit it again on an, on another tweet. The FBI fired an agent who simply asked in an email, in an email, in an email about the steps the bureau would be taking to investigate election fraud tips after the 2020 election. And again, when people send in these tips, they expect it to go to a government that they can trust. Right. You know, this isn't 1930s yeah. Germany and you're like, Hey, what party, you know, is involved here. They expect they can trust their, their leaders. The Bureau decided to use all of its resources to target J6 attendees. The FBI is lost beyond repair. Man. Couldn't agree more. Brianna Murillo. Yeah, I mean, this story is, like, disturbing in itself because this FBI agent who I'm referring to in this tweet was somebody who was highly awarded throughout his time within the Bureau, uh, was well-respected by his peers, and never had any disciplinary actions against him. Uh, pretty much what happened is exactly what that tweet says, Uh there was a first, and it was public record, there was first an email that went out to all FBI agents saying that all of their resources were going towards the J6 investigation. Uh, this individual responded to that email asking, um, what is he going to tell the other members of the uh, Bureau about the election fraud tips that they're receiving? And mm-hmm. and in response, he was fired. He was told to pack up his things and he was forced out and forced to retire. Um, it, it's a disturbing story. Yes. Um, it, and this individual will never go public with his story, mainly because because uh, of all the fear about what comes with going public about these things. We know it. Mm-hmm. We've seen what's happened mm-hmm. with FBI agents, whistleblowers in the past who are coming out and, and telling yeah. their truths and telling what they've witnessed. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of them just don't uh, financially, they're ruined. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've lost all future prospects at a career. And uh, there's no one to really hold accountable for this. So that like individuals like this really won't go public. And that's what the FBI wants. They want us all to be in fear and to fear them. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just it the whole thing is disturbing. We've been covering the whistleblowers throughout the week on Emerald Show. 
Uh, we had so far three of them on this week and, and all of them have the same story and they don't even all know each other, um, but they've all experienced the same thing and they've all come out at different times. So it, it's disturbing to see, obviously, yep. uh, unfortunately there, there really is no fixing this unless you, as many of them even say, uh, just completely get rid of the bureau and you have to build it up from scratch again, because there's mm-hmm. so many people yeah. in there right now who are toxic. And, Between and, the FBI and the CIA, oh my god, garbage. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't think of honestly a three-letter agency. I mean, that I would have any trust in at all. You don't trust the NIH? I don't think even. I mean, maybe the FAA. I don't know something. I don't know who wouldn't be this completely corrupt at, at this point. Um, there needs to be an auditing that takes place, though. Of of okay, we send a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. They're sending two hundred fifty billion to make sure that Africa has the internet or whatever. Um, you know that yeah. big story yesterday. Like all of these things, we need some sort of accountability with this. Yeah. And one would be. The FBI's resources, you know, when we have fentanyl pouring in over the over the border, we got deaths, you know, in our country. There's a lot of other issues taking place and they're allocating large percentages of their resources by by aiming at their own citizens, mm-hmm. um, yeah. increasing the amount of of, uh, uh, you know, just turmoil, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the populace. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of crazy. All right. And let's move to the Biden administration. So uh, Jill Biden sent out a tweet that says love forevermore. It's got the White House with oh. the rainbow all over it. Yeah. You said your husband didn't support any of this prior to his dementia. Your husband was actually a raging homophobe. You might be able to rewrite history in Joe's mind, but you can't rewrite it in ours. And that was such a great point. We actually pulled up a Tucker clip. We want to show you real fast from 2006. Here's Biden in 2006 in a clip we were grateful to get, recognizing that complaining about gay marriage, whatever you think of gay marriage, is a pretty handy way for politicians to distract from their own failures. Here's Joe Biden. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. Man, so what do you have to say about we, that? We have to leave uh, Tucker's chuckle in there. It's yeah. just too good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's always a great chuckle. I mean, it's it's no surprise, really, with this man. I mean, he's first off, he's full of so much rage and hate, and he's always been his whole life. You think with someone who's gone away with all the crimes that he has committed, uh, he would he would not be such a, uh, a funny guy. Like, he, he'd be more of a funny guy rather than a man full of so much rage. But I guess more so, he used to say... Um, he used to cite the Bible and he used to, he used to say all these other things that he no longer talks about anymore. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's obvious he's gone. You look at him in his face and he's gone. He's not yeah. there. He's mm-hmm. not present in any discussions. He has no idea what's going on. His own cabinet won't even keep him in the loop of what's going on because they know he's not capable uh, of mentally capable of even handling it. Yep. So, uh, it, yes, it's, a, it's disappointing to see that it's happening, but, um, he, he's a raging homophobe and there's no other way to describe him besides that. 
He's been full of hate his whole life. He's never, he even, he's, I mean, he's, Joe Biden is so old that he fought for segregation. I mean, that's how old Joe Biden <laughs> yeah. is. I so, know. <laughs> so I just, I can't take anything seriously out of his mouth anymore. Um, he's trying to rewrite history. And I guess because he's almost on his way out, maybe he wants to feel like a better person. Um, yeah. But we, we, you, you're still the most toxic person who's ever entered politics. Yeah. And, um, you know, that will always be your legacy. It, it's hard to look at him and think it's the same guy. Uh, yeah, you know for it sure. Is. It's like yeah. wow, he's just you he, 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 he nailed it. He's no longer there. Um, uh, David Nino Rodriguez, former heavyweight boxer, uh, follow him on Twitter. He made a comment the other day. He lives in uh, I think El Paso. Um, he's saying that in the airport, he's flying out there. It was the literally the airport was full of illegal migrants coming in mm. in the bathroom, using the sinks, paper towels, washing up to get on flights to go to different places in in the country. He said, literally, it was, it was like a third world environment. You tweeted about this. Yeah. You said, our country is being invaded and the Biden administration uh, doesn't see this as a threat to public safety. Our federal government, um, our federal government's only commitment is, I got this as close as I can get it. I did it on the screen up there. <laughs> I know, squinting. One of my things for 2023 is going to be uh, to, to maybe look at the glass situation. I think we should still get this done in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing. I think this can happen. We can make this work. We can do it. Our federal government's only commitment is to protect the American people, and they're not doing it. You got you know some uh, coverage from Bill Malugin of, of Fox News, who's got boots on the ground of this, but it, the numbers have gone through the roof uh, in the last week or two. Yeah, and Title 42 is about to be up. So they're all waiting at the border right now to come in. I know Jorge Ventura is, is at the Mexican border right now watching all of these migrants getting ready to come into the United States. Um, it, it's quite disturbing. Um, and, and, you know, we always receive uh, criticism for being honest and, and saying the facts. But here in Florida, I could just tell that we're having an influx of illegal migrants because mm-hmm. – if you come up at 95 now, every rush hour, every morning or every uh, afternoon around 5 p.m., if you come off of a 95 on any exit, at every intersection, there's illegal migrants selling you things that you don't need, um, whether it's food, fruit cups, uh, flowers, all these random things they're selling you. And it makes people feel uncomfortable. I was just talking to a friend the other day who said uh, she saw another illegal migrant holding a sign that she was from Venezuela and was asking for money, and she did not want to open or roll down her window for this woman, and the woman threw the sign and hit it on her car. Um, wow. I've seen it, too, when I'm shopping at Target here uh, in Delray Beach. There's, And I'm being told by people, and I haven't been able to confirm it, uh, but I'm being told that there are, um, and, and it, it really gets you upset, but you see that there are usually one adult, one, one female, and there's a child. And they, although they claim on their side to be a family who just came to the country and need assistance, um, my friends have told me that you don't go anywhere near them because it's actually a human trafficking ring. Wow. And you would actually have to call the police to get them involved. So I, the only reason why I, I learned this from a friend of mine who said she saw it uh, in a news report was because I saw and I told her how horrible I felt about it. But after mm-hmm. maybe the perspective of this might be a human trafficking uh, situation and that child it might actually not be there and that child might be um, might be you know, pulled from its family, its actual family, right. it's quite disturbing. So if I ever see it again, I obviously will call the police. But it also reminded me that they're quickly in and they're out and they're not mm-hmm. there outside for long, which probably does mean it's human trafficking, just trying to see what kind of money they can get or if they can pick up anyone. Um, it's disturbing, but we're seeing it all across the country. Uh, even in the Midwest, you guys are seeing what's happening mm-hmm. at our southern mm-hmm. border. And our, our federal government is not looking to help us or protect us. Yeah, that's so no, true. No, and it, it affects every state because they're 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 moving them to oh, places. Oh, they are, and, they, and they, they've they, lost what twenty thousand children. They don't even know where they are at this point. Minors. Yeah. 
that's what they're admitting to though, Stacey. Imagine all the ones that they've actually lost that they won't even tell you about. Yeah. They don't want you to know the real numbers because when it's children, it pulls your heartstrings. Right. You saw what they did with the, under the Trump administration. Well, they said, oh, Trump is, is tearing families apart. What they're not talking about is all the children who are being yanked away from their parents and sent into human trafficking. Uh, one girl from the yep. Project Veritas report was pretty much saying that some woman claiming to be her aunt took her in and, and, and said that she had to come with her. And then she was uh, pimped out by this woman oh, and entered a human trafficking ring. And it took her, it took her a very long time. And she was raped several times to get out of it. Um, these people are soulless and, and we need to stop with our fake tears and saying, Oh, well, you know, we need to help everyone. We can't help everyone in this country. We could try our best to help people, but we can't, but we can't also put our people at risk. And that's what's happening right now. And unfortunately yep. people are putting other people over our public safety. And unfortunately I think we're going to learn the hard way about this. So true. I love it. That's the banner for uh, Brianna's uh, Twitter page, uh, which is just <laughs> epically classic. It's love it. So <laughs> love it. good. You can find her at Brianna Morello.com. B R E A N N A M O R E L L O.com. Brianna, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Mom. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code Flyover, you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Flyover. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. Last Christmas, you made them the number one selling My Pillow product, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. You'll absolutely love My Slippers, and I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.